When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for being a part of the Fearless Army. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and when you do, ask me a question in the comments. Each week, we'll compile your best questions and answer them on air. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I'm Jason Whitlock, your host. Uh, happy Friday. Uh, so glad you decided to join us. I know it's not Thursday. It's not Wednesday. I know I'm wearing the same clothes. Uh, forgive me. Things got a little hectic this week, and I, I got here late and running late, and I just put on the same thing for my dressing room. Anyway, no one cares because, I mean, I'm sure you're looking at my hair and Thinking, oh my God, look how good Whitlock's hair looks. Look how young he looks with that dyed uh, fake hair. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have an awesome show. We're going to be sports heavy today. Steve Kim and Warren Sapp are, are going to join me. Uh, it's going to be awesome and a little bit light. Uh, Warren Sapp uh, is my favorite person talking football, and Steve Kim is my favorite person talking sports. Uh, Fantastic show. So glad uh, you joined me. I want to start off by thanking one of our great sponsors, uh, the people jumping on board with the Fearless Mission. Bank on yourself. You guys have heard me talk about them in the past. Uh, you're being lied to by Wall Street. Wall Street tells you to put your money in an IRA or a 401k. They say that risking your life savings in the Wall Street casino is a secure investment for the future. Yet studies show the average American who follows that advice will outlive their savings by 10 years. Bank on yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in over 160 years. With Bank on Yourself, your plan doesn't go backwards when the markets tumble. Your principal and growth are locked in. You get access to your money for any purpose with no questions asked and without government penalties or restrictions on how much income you can take or when you can take it. Try doing that with a 401k or IRA. You can't. This is the strategy. Famous businesses like McDonald's. This is what Ronald McDonald, this is how he got filthy rich. They've used. And almost anyone can do it. Your money is guaranteed to grow by a larger dollar amount every single year in both good times and bad. Do you want guaranteed, predictable annual growth? control of your money, and tax-free retirement income, then go to bankonyourself.com fearless, and we'll send you a free report with the proven retirement plan alternative that banks and Wall Street are desperately hoping you never hear about. Just go to bankonyourself.com fearless for your free report. That's bankonyourself.com fearless. We're going to uh, bank on Steve Kim that he can uh, help me unpack Something and I know we're talking sports, but but the way we're going to talk about 
this next topic connects to what we've been talking about all week and definitely connects to what we talked about yesterday on Thursday's show. I talked on Thursday about authenticity and authenticity in the media and that there's a media shakeup, there's an awakening going on and things are moving around the way people are interpreting and judging the media. That's all changing. It's changing in the sports world as well and I wanted to invite Steve Kim into the conversation because I wanted to focus in on what's going on with Skip Bayless and Undisputed and what's going on uh, on ESPN with Pat McAfee. ESPN, uh, Skip Bayless's ratings are in the toilet. He's tried to replace Shannon Sharp, and as I, I told you all yesterday, I gave you the analogy like uh, Candace Owens has done to Ben Shapiro what we saw Shannon Sharp do to Skip Bayless. Shannon Sharp undermined Skip Bayless's street cred. His departure, his move away from Skip Bayless, his move to his own platform and, and his own business career on YouTube and his move to ESPN and the way he exited put a spotlight on Skip Bayless and, and drew attention to the fact like, Hey man, this 70 year old uh, white guy who's uh, nerdy and goofy is pretending like he's best friends with every rapper. He's, you know, he and uh, Little Wayne are BFF and they're hanging out and smoking weed and listen and writing rap songs. And Shannon called BS on all of that and exposed Skip Bayless. But on an even deeper level, what Shannon has done, and and I don't know if I want to if the right word is give him credit for, what I want to do is acknowledge what he's done. He's blown the cover off of Barbershop Talk TV. YouTube, he's pointed out that, hey, uh, Skip Bayless pretending like he hangs out in a black barbershop with rappers and athletes and all that is totally inauthentic and if you actually want to hear barber talk, barber, barbershop talk, sports talk, you can get that in abundance, raw and uncut on YouTube. And that's why Skip Bayless's show is in the toilet as it relates to TV ratings. There's been a major disruption on TV and on television talk there's better product available on YouTube, more authentic product. Every former athlete, every rapper, they all have talk shows, and many of them have talk shows built around sports. Even Mason Cameron have their show, and, and they got O.J. Simpson on there. I mean, you, and it's crazy, the things they talk about. It's raw, the things they talk about. It's real, the things they talk about. It sounds more like a barbershop on YouTube than anything that can be uh, produced on regular television. And so everybody, sports fans, have come to the conclusion that, hey, man, if I want barbershop sports talk, I I'm not turning on FS1 or ESPN for that. I'm going to go to YouTube, but I'm going to get it when I want it, how I want it, and I'm going to get it raw and uncut. 
can't get that on ESPN or Fox Sports. And that's why Skip Bayless's ratings are in the toilet. Guys averaging like 120. He's got the third or fourth best rated show on his own network over the past couple of months in the aftermath of the departure of Shannon Sharp. And, and Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin and Richard Sherman, they can't fix that. They're going to have to try something different. Same thing, different, same thing, but slightly different is going on with Pat McAfee. He's doing a very unpolished white barbershop talk sports show. And it works tremendously on YouTube. Pat McAfee in a wife beater and talking to his little gang of friends and, and their conversation, everybody tunes into YouTube to get that. No one really wants to see it on regular TV. And that's why the ratings for his show on ESPN have been horrendous. You gotta do polished television. TV is for the basically inauthentic. It's for the actors. It's for the uh, performers. Skip Bayless has fooled himself into thinking he's some great performer, but he's really not. He was offering up barbershop talk, and, and you know he was the white guy debating uh, Stephen A. Smith or the white guy debating Shannon Sharp, and, and they had that little racial dynamic going on, but that, that's all gone. You can... No one cares. Everybody's seen that. It is over for that. Undisputed needs a host. That's what would fix that show. And they need to move away from the over-the-top, uh, skip his best friends with every rapper on the planet, and the gold chains and all that other stuff. You're just drawing attention to the fact like, this crap is phony. We're in an era, as I talked about on yesterday's show, and we've been talking about repeatedly for three years nearly on this show. We're in an era where authenticity matters virtually more than anything else. And, and sports talk on cable TV, it's not authentic. And people recognize it. And they're going other places to get it. So that's my big opening salvo. We're going to invite uh, our main man, uh, Steve Kim, uh, into this conversation. Steve, uh, what do you think of my take that what's going on with uh, Skip Bayless and to some degree what's going on with Pat McAfee, it's unfixable. YouTube, the Manosphere, all these great shows that you watch have destroyed that kind of TV. It, to a large degree, it has. And it's interesting you say that, uh, Jason, because even with the show that Bayless is now kind of a part of, I don't know if he's leading it, you know what I find myself doing? I don't actually watch it on traditional TV. What I do is I go to YouTube and I just look for a clip that if Michael Irvin's in it, I'll watch that segment. So basically, I, I will watch every single one with Michael Irvin at times. I'll binge those. Everything else, I just kind of leave alone. So now what YouTube has provided, in my view, Jason, to expound upon your point, is kind of an a la carte system, is that even within the shows that you watch, 
you get to pick the segments. No longer do you have to watch two, two and a half, three hours of any show to get everything you want. You just kind of pick and choose that segment, that segment, uh, no playmaker, no, no thank you. And that's just the way it goes. You know, you talk about Skip Bayless and this <laughs> reverse gentrification of his personality. You, you, you talk about the barbershop conversation, right? He kind of reminds me of that older white guy that wants to be cool, who'll walk into a barbershop in the inner city, and he still has his Carl Knive and velour sweatsuit on. It's like, and you look at him, you're like, oh, buddy, yeah, you're trying way too hard. I mean, just put on your khakis. And it does come off as inauthentic, that you kind of roll your eyes. He's trying too hard. And one thing I will say about McAfee, he stays McAfee. He, he is who he is, and it doesn't change. And you also talk about the YouTube influence, and you brought up Shannon Sharp. I don't watch a lot of it, but I've watched a few clips, and I like what him and Ocho Cinco are doing late at night. And it's a very basic, simple production. It's one guy here, one guy here, split screen, and they just talk ball. It's very unfiltered. It's not really overly produced, but it's two guys that had great careers talking ball, and I'm going to upset people when I say this, and there's no female to get involved where they have to care about their opinion that they know they don't even care about. It's just two fellas talking ball. And you know what? It's a good product. Steve, <clears throat> I want the audience to prepare for this. Uh-oh. It, it shouldn't really surprise you, but everybody's going to act like they're mm -hmm. surprised. I'm about to say several positive things. Very Whoa. positive things Whoa. about Whoa. Shannon Sharp. Uh, <laughs> about Shannon Sharp. I, I, I got to do it Whoa. to keep my credibility. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I have to acknowledge. And, and, and I'm going to have to say that to some degree, I think I was wrong oh. and, and, and about Shannon Sharp. And, and uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, I think Shannon's the greatest person. That doesn't mean I co sign. Uh, a lot of the gimmick and stick he did at FS1. But as I've watched him transition over to ESPN and to the thing he's doing with Ocho, Ocho Cinco and to Club Shay Shay, I got to put some of the blame here on mm. Skip Bayless yeah. in terms of the things I didn't like about Shannon Sharp. Is like, I think what I'm looking at now is like, oh, he was forced into that role that Jamie mm. Horowitz and Skip Bayless forced him to play that role, and now that he's away from them, he's actually being his authentic self, or far more of his authentic self. And, and when it comes to the YouTube thing, because he and Ocho Cinco just talk about life. They do talk about ball and all that, but they talk about life. They talk about, you know, the, and like some of it, I don't really... I don't, it's not my cup of tea because it's so secular, their conversation, but it is real. The conversation they're having between them about Shannon and dating and who he'd like to marry and some of that racy conversation uh, they do there. It's entertaining. I, I, I watched an entire segment of yeah. Chad Johnson trying to convince Shannon that he should date Kim Kardashian and that uh, Chad was going to reach out to the Kardashians and try to hook that up. I, I, got, I enjoyed that. I watched it. And then when I see Shannon on ESPN, 
I see a very polished performer. I'm, I'm talking about he is a performer, and 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 he's presents himself in a professional way. He presents himself as if he's having fun and he really loves sports. He, he reminds me a lot of, of what we get here from Warren Sapp. And because people can say whatever they want about Warren Sapp, I'm, the guy loves sports. He, he, he follows it closely and he's good natured on camera while doing the show. He comes across like, hey man, I'd like to hang out with Warren Sapp. And that's what I get from Shannon Sharp on first take. And that is why he has the combination of Shannon, Stephen A., and Molly Karam. I, again, people, I, I got to give Stephen A. some credit. That combination, man, it works on TV. And, and I mentioned Molly because, you know, people uh, think I'm a sexist pig and think none of the – but I actually like what they're getting from Molly. Some people don't. She get, jumps in there and pushes back. But I got to say, it works for me. Uh, and then Stephen A., the combination of Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp, man, I think is pretty good. I'm sure they'll get into some racial discussions at some point that will send me over the top. They'll accuse someone. of. But, but overall, I cannot knock and I have to give them credit for what they've done with First Take and Shannon's role in that, everybody's role in that, it's, it's actually w what is working. And, and what uh, Skip Bayless is doing, if they don't do some sort of pivot, that thing is going to continue to sink like the Titanic. And, and ESPN, on, on another note, just the, one more thing about Pat McAfee, ESPN may have to acknowledge that Pat McAfee is not a television talent. That he, he's dirtied up the college football game day deal and his YouTube show, which is tremendous for YouTube. But the lesson that people are going to have to learn here is just because something's tremendous on YouTube doesn't mean it's going to translate to TV. It's a rare talent like a shed and sharp who can say, here's what I'm going to do on YouTube. Here's what I'm going to do on TV. It's 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 literally during my career. And I'm sorry for patting myself or pointing to myself, but I used to tell people like, "There's a Whitlock version on radio. There's a Whitlock version on TV. There's a Whitlock version writing a column." And because when I was in Kansas City, <clears throat> people they'd see me on the sports reporters and they'd want me to act the way that I did on radio, and I was like. Why would I do that on the sports reporters? That show is for heftier, weightier conversation. They don't want the radio version of me on that show. That's a completely different discipline. Shannon has figured that out. Skip Bayless hasn't. Pat McAfee hasn't. Some of these executives haven't. That's my, anyway, I done well, rambled on forever here. Skip Bayless is that terrible point guard. He always puts his shooting guards and his teammates the worst positions on the floor. And right now, Shannon Sharp now, he's with Steve Nash. He's with Isaiah Thomas. I mean, that combination of Ocho Cinco and Shannon Sharp, they are Clyde Frazier and Earl of Pearl Monroe. And, yes, that's an old reference. Hey, that's the last time the Knicks won, so live with it. But he's comfortable, and he doesn't feel pressure to say anything. The chemistry is great. 
I mean, is it fair to say that Shannon Sharp, that when it came to Skip Bayless, that was his white oppressor? I kid, I kid. But here's the thing with, with Skip Bayless. That for a man his age to pander the way he does, it's actually embarrassing. Because everything he says, like, like I think Shador Sanders is the best quarterback and should be the number one pick. It's almost like there's a subtext. Everything that he's saying, there should be parentheses. See, guys, I'm not racist. Deion Sanders is a great coach, and he's going to win a national championship. Parentheses. See, guys, I'm not racist. I mean, literally everything that he says is for the approval of a certain group. And my, my view is this. As I get older, I really embrace the fact that I'm more and more of a curmudgeon. In fact, you know what? In a year from now, I may not be the Korean Cosell. I may be the Korean curmudgeon. Because when people say, well, Steve, you're an old guy. That's your perspective. And my view is, you're right. And I'm never changing. And I'm only going to get stronger in this view. I'm actually going to plant my flag even more firm because I believe I'm right. And I'm not here to change your opinion. You're just here to listen to mine. So again, you can either change the channel, disagree. I don't care. But I believe that the fakest, phoniest thing that you can do is not be honest with who you are. Jason, if Skip Bayless would actually be more honest or not be on this pandering tour that he's on, the discussions that he could have with Keyshawn, Richard Sherman, and Michael Urban, my view is they'd be much more interesting. Far more. And what you're talking about, Steve, uh, Steve is leaning into being wise. We've demonized yeah. wisdom in this society, yeah. but it's still very valuable, and people are attracted to it and can learn from someone's wisdom who's lived a bit longer th than everybody else. It, 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 and you're just, I'm everything I talked about yesterday, all, it all connects to authenticity, and, and we're in a time right now, there's so much upheaval and turmoil, and people have really started evaluating, who do I trust, and uh, you know, what am I actually looking for from the media? I gotta give Trump credit, he's, he's forced people to, to really evaluate the media and really be more discerning in what they accept and what their expectations are for media. And authenticity is it. And, and Skip and, and TV networks need to realize that. And, and I got to give, you know, the worldwide leader in sports, uh, ESPN, has finally stumbled back into something good here yeah. and, and something that actually works with Sharp and, and Stephen A. Jason, I want to make this point going back to what you said in the beginning in terms of like choices that we have and how YouTube is the most powerful network in the world. Uh, I will be making the four, four and a half hour drive from Las Vegas to Los Angeles tomorrow morning-ish. And there used to be a time you'd load up your DVDs or listen to the radio, right? Now, what I do is before I actually hit the road, I get on this thing here, everyone has one. Uh, I will load up YouTube videos of The Angry Man, Chaotic Truth, Anton Daniels, Coach JB, Zach Smith, and Chris Drew. They do a daily college football show, a little bit of Josh Pate. And I'm just telling you, it, the time just flies by as I'm going through Zizek's Road. You hit Barstow, the, 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 the Mecca, the Del Taco over there, which is the greatest. Then you head into State Line, and the time just flies by. But throughout the four hours, you're getting stuff that you want to listen to. And it's little snippets, a 20-minute segment here, a 30-minute show, show here, five minutes of a clip, and it keeps you engaged. And I don't – I'm just telling you, Jason, outside of Family Guy and maybe something from Chef Ramsay, Kitchen Nightmares, 
And the neighborhood, Cedric the Entertainer, he's still got it. He's still – I don't really know of any other show that I watch on a regular basis on regular network TV right now. Hey, before, I'm going to ask you about Shakur Stevenson and why you're in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. But before that, I want to take care of uh, one of our uh, great sponsors. Uh, I, not that I – well, I do favor one sponsor. Particularly, you guys know I love Preborn. You know that – Preborn is part of our fearless mission. Preborn provides ultrasounds to expectant mothers who are considering abortion. Preborn knows and realizes that when a woman, an expectant mother, is introduced to that baby's heartbeat, introduced to an image of that baby inside the womb, the mother is then twice as likely to choose life and to uh, keep that baby through uh, pregnancy and give birth and take care of that baby. And so, and that's where preborn really steps in and steps up. They then support that woman and that child through the first two years of that baby's life outside the womb. Guys, we support preborn financially because they support our mindset that life begins at conception and that life is the greatest gift God, the world has to offer us. We got to continue to support preborn for just $28. You can buy an ultrasound. Uh, you can do some sort of monthly giving like I do. And then occasionally when God has been good to you and when life has been good to you or when you just want to be good to someone else, give even more. There's two ways to give. Uh, you can hit pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can give the way that I prefer to give, preborn.com slash fearless. That's preborn.com slash fearless. Steve, uh, I want to know uh, why this Shakur Stevenson fight, one, is happening on Thursday. You you gave us an explanation a little bit earlier in the week, but why is this fight important? And I I watched the video of you and Mario Lopez talking about Shakur and and just his inactivity and why why really talented guy but doesn't have a huge brand because he just doesn't fight enough. Anyway – What's what's the deal tonight, uh, Thursday? What, what What is the big deal about this Shakur Stevenson fight? You know, I don't know if it's a big deal, but he is getting in his second fight. He is making really good money. He makes seven figures. So, again, like I like to say, we don't need to throw him a GoFundMe campaign. But this was a, a decision made by the network that they wanted to fight on a Thursday this particular week because of the F1. Now, you talk about the inactivity, Jason. He's actually just par for the course. What's happening in boxing today is that young fighters, when they win their first title belt, okay, they start to become twice-a-year fighters because of their contracted minimums and the fact that promoters have exclusive deals with networks, and they have a whole roster to really keep active. But I, I do worry about the, the state of boxing moving into the future because after Canelo Alvarez, Who's the next generation of stars that guys like you know, Jason? Because it's not important who I know, Jason. I'm inboxing. But be honest. If I didn't bring up Shakur Stevenson as much as I do, would you know who he is, Jason, as someone that actually covered a lot of fights in the 90s and the early 2000s? No. I, I, I'm still Listen. caught up in Terrence Crawford and <laughs> Earl Spence. <laughs> Literally. That, that's, yeah, and, and right. Tyson Fury still. But that's it. I, I don't know if I know anybody. Didn't James Tony just fight here recently? 
He and Ray oh, okay, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And they should have fought in a hot tub Grudge time match. machine. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, party like it's 1994. Right. Anyway, here's the thing. So my view is this, and I've said this before, not only in terms of keeping your blade sharp as an athlete, if you want to be that crossover transcendent star, like a Delahoya, a Pacquiao, certainly a Mayweather, these guys at the same age or stage of their careers were not relegated to two fights. And one of the reasons why Canelo Alvarez, in my view, is so popular is not just because he's Mexican or that he's good. Jason, look at his record. He's going to have 70 fights by the time he retires. Most of these careers now will not even be 40 fights. And I believe that activity is incredibly important. That Mayweather, say what you want, he had 50 fights. And... I, I am sick and tired of people, and I'm not a Mayweather fan. In fact, Mayweather and I do not get along. It is way too easy to blame him for what's happening in boxing because I hear that a lot. But let's keep this into perspective. Floyd Mayweather, by the time he got to De La Hoya, which launched him into superstardom, had put in 37 fights. At this current pace for Shakur Stevenson to get to 37 fights, it would take another eight and a half years. Does he really want to wait that long? And uh, you chart the careers of Mayweather, Miguel Cotto, Manny Pacquiao. There were years as champions making more money than Shakur did. They actually fought more than twice. So let, and let me end you with this. Mike Tyson, I would say that he was fairly popular. And I get it. He's from a different era. The year he won the title in 1986, where he just blossomed in front of our eyes. Jason, do you know he fought 13 times that year? 13. And this is the thing that gets me. In a Even year? when he won a world title in a year. Yeah, and a lot of those were tune-up fights. They were building it up. It was a little bit different. But then people say, okay, well, what happened when he won his title? Well, his first year in 1987, he fought four times. So, I, so, so when these young fighters say, I want to be a superstar, I say, great. Then be out there more than eight months because you are in a niche sport. That is no longer alongside baseball, the most popular sport. This ain't 1955. So you really think fighting once every eight months or twice a year is going to get you the type of exposure that you want. And I saw a video from one of my favorite fighters that hates me now because I have the temerity to be honest. His name is Tiafimo Lopez, who at age 25 has fought one time this year. And then he's going through a lot of issues. So he puts out a social media video of him throwing a trash bag into a garbage truck, and he says, yeah, I think I might do this because this pays better than boxing. Never mind he made a couple of half million dollars uh, for Josh Taylor, and then he decides to sit out. First of all, I found that video to be incredibly disrespectful of the working class man, okay? That right there is a bad look. Second of all, Tiafimo, I'm just going to tell you this as a former friend. I know you hate me, and you're probably going to flip me off again. Do you know that those men that work every day actually have a schedule? They just can't show up once a year to earn their living. The lack of perspective that I see from young fighters today who believe tweeting and doing social media is going to get them popularity. It worked for one guy, Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is a very incomplete fighter, as we saw against Tank Davis. To be What's good Logan at Logan Paul, right? Or one of these Paul guys? Yes, Jake and Logan, but there's a difference. Okay, but they are not what I'd call quote-unquote traditional boxers. They worked at their YouTube craft for years. And by the way, they put out a lot of videos. 
They actually perfected their craft. There is a difference. And, you know, one of the favorite shows that me and you had, you kind of dropped off, Succession. The lead actor that played Logan Roy, Brian Cox, I, I thought he gave one of the greatest interviews ever. I binged on it. And he basically said, as an older actor, I still try to take every role that suits me and that I like. He goes, I do not understand these younger actors who make 10 to 15 million in a big role and decide I'm not going to do anything again. He says, no, me, for me to be the best actor I can be even at this age, I have to work consistently. You have to work at the craft. And he said something that stuck with me. He said, I don't look at any role as bigger or smaller than others. I just look at it as certain roles for me are shorter in terms of lines or longer, but they help me get better. And that's where the young boxers and the game itself, if you want to create that next generation of stars and to make sure that boxing is relevant, we better find a way to get our best talent out there consistently. Thank you, Steve. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Las Vegas. We'll see you uh, next week. Uh, guys, I want to talk to you guys about Samaritan Ministries. This is the time of year many of us are thinking about how we're going to pay for our family's medical bills in 2024. Before making a final decision, here are three reasons you should take a look at health care sharing with Samaritan Ministries. One, you're part of a Christian community. When you have a medical need, fellow Samaritan members send money directly to you to help you pay for your medical bills and you'll do the same for them, all while praying for and encouraging one another. Two, there are no networks which puts you in control of your family's health care. You know what's best for them, so you choose the doctors and hospitals you go to and have a say in the treatments they receive. Three, you set your start date. Join today and start health care sharing with Samaritan Ministries right now, or join today and choose what month you'd like to start. It's up to you. Whether it's a broken bone, cancer, pregnancy, or other medical emergencies, you'll find comfort knowing you're connected to 80,000 Christian households across the nation who stand ready to care for one another spiritually and financially during a time it's needed most. And it could be more affordable than what you're paying right now. Check it out at SamaritanMinistries.org slash fearless. Don't go anywhere. Uh, the football talk is about to go up 40 levels. It's my Our main man, Warren Sapp. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brian Erlacher, previously on Fearless. T.O. didn't go that year. He was boycotting the Hall of Fame because he went on his third try and not the first. So there were some players bad-mouthing T.O. 
and uh, just saying, you know, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be allowed in. And he was having his own induction at his college that day. But there were some not very nice things said about T.O. And Joe Namath stood up and said something. And after he said what he said, man, I, I, for me, it opened my eyes just because, like, he, that's Joe Namath. To me, Joe Namath is one of the, the greatest, like, icons of all time. And when, when I'm in circles and, and Joe walks in, people are like, oh. That's Joe Namath over there. So when he stood up and spoke at that luncheon, that to me was was one of the guys that like you know now yeah. that Dick and, and uh, Jim are gone, he's he's that next in line for me. If he wasn't already there already, but he's he was that guy for me. Have you been testing your skills on Prize Picks this football season? It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars. With just a few taps, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. My mom, Mama Whitlock, she loves to gamble, she loves to watch football, she loves to play Prize Picks. Here's her picks for this Sunday. Dak Prescott, she's jumping on Dak's bandwagon predicting he's going to have more than 269.5 passing yards against the Carolina Panthers. Love that pick, Mama. Uh, Derrick Henry, more than 62.5 rushing yards against Jacksonville. I'm a little iffy on that. Jacksonville got embarrassed. They'll be all fired up this week. We'll see. Uh, Sam Howe, more than 1.5 passing touchdowns against the Giants. I like that. The Giants are terrible. Uh, Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash fearless and use my promo code fearless for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash fearless. Use the promo code fearless. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, welcome back. Uh, time for the QB killer. And uh, Warren, I have uh, discovered I'm, I'm now we're 10 game, 10 weeks, 10, 11 weeks into the season, 10 games into the season. And I'm <laughs> completely convinced the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And I'm convinced of that because of Nick Bosa and Chase Young. I, I, I'm, I've been beating my brain trying to think of a more talented defensive end combination in the NFL right now, and maybe ever. I mean, I, I think, a, you know, I really go old school, too tall Jones and Harvey Martin, but, but I, I don't think they compare. I, I'm, I have this combination, I think is unfair. <laughs> I, I don't understand how <laughs> the league let Chase Young end up in San Francisco paired with Nick Bosa. I think that's going to power them. They make make them my Super Bowl favorite. You know, you had two pretty good ends over there in Kansas City. I guess you forgot about Neil Smith and Derek Thomas. God bless his soul. Yeah, I know. Derek it's Thomas was an outside linebacker. That is outside linebacker. Rushing. But that's I hear rushing. you. He ain't yeah. dropping. Yep. <laughs> he ain't dropping. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. True. Marty, Marty went crazy. You, you rush him at the quarterback with Neil all day long. And I think it's uh, Reggie White and Sean Jones up in uh, Packerland. They both had over 100 sacks in their career, so they were two good ends. But this right here is a scary one. 
But the thing I look at with the San Francisco 49ers with Lockett, you know, I got to play devil's advocate whenever you tell me before you've eaten your Thanksgiving turkey that you know who's going to win the Super Bowl. So we should have <laughs> bet and be on the beach earning 20%, right? <laughs> that's, that's how we do this thing. And I love mom's bet. I love it all the way across because Tennessee got embarrassed too. So I think he's going to go over 62 yards. But I like mom's bet on the thing. I like all three of them. Put 100 on it for me for mom's bet. I, I'll match it if we wrong. So, <laughs> you know, I look at this defense and – you know, somebody said something the other day, and they was like, it's an old team. And I was like, I don't think so. I don't think Lynch would, you know, put an old team out there. But if you look in key positions, because it only took Trent Williams or Debo Samuels to be out three of the last five weeks, and it derailed them. So I'm looking at Kittles at 30, Trent Williams at 35, and all their defensive tackles, Armstead, Hargrave, uh, McMillan, and Gibson are 30-plus. So if something goes down in the middle or something and then we got to fill in or go, I don't think they got the horses outside of the front ones. I really don't. Great, great physical team. But the thing I don't understand about them, they're middle of the pack pass defense, 15th and 19th on third down. I mean, third down is money down. And third down is when Bosa and Chase is going to come into effect. And Greenlaw and Fred Warner and all of these names we're naming. Fifteenth against the pass? What am I missing here? I, I just you know Well uh, wouldn't wouldn't your old teammate John Lynch say what we were missing is Chase Young and now okay. we have him right. and we're gonna see our third down defense and pass defense improve. I I would totally go with that. But you are what you are at this point. <laughs> and we were talking about them dominate the game. And it was just a little, you know, the kicker missed it in Cleveland. And Cincinnati just manhandled them. I mean, you turn that tape on, and it looks like Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals said, you ain't the tough guy on the street. We coming to get you. And they ran through them. I mean, I, there's no other way to explain that game. I mean, first three times down the field, the kicker doesn't miss the kick. They scored the first three times down the field. So, I, I see what you're looking at, and I and I love them up front because it all starts up front. But I the health of the San Francisco 49ers will be the key to them. Okay, I, I hear you about the Bengals game. What do mm-hmm. you say about last week? Everybody was loving the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody thought they were a sexy pick. Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson turned it around. Uh-huh. 34-3, Warren, on yeah, the because- road. Let's you fly see. from San Francisco down to Florida <laughs> and 34 to 3? 10, 10 o'clock in the morning, baby. Get up and get on it. Get up and get on it. Because we had watched the San Francisco 49ers lose three games in a row. So you was talking about, yes. you know, Tennessee got embarrassed. You know, good teams really. And then they got a full reload. Debo was back. Trent Williams was back. You know, uh, Christian McCaffrey ain't a 16-game, you know, 17-game guy either. So, you know, that's... That's the biggest thing for San Francisco to me. When they're healthy, they're able to roll. They are ready to roll when they're healthy. But they get a little dinged up, and then Brock Birdie's got the game on his shoulders, and the running game ain't really pushing because Trent ain't up front, and, you know, you got to turn yourself into a right-handed team now and not a left-handed team. Hey, it, it gets tough in the playoffs. That, that field shrinks. I want to move on to one of your favorite topics, the headless horseman. Uh, (laughs) It looks like they're going to miss the playoffs. The gift that just keep on giving. There's nothing like Josh Allen. There's nothing like him. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it's fair 
that Buffalo has pointed a finger of blame at Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, fired him. Is that fair to blame him for Josh Allen's failure? No way, shape, or form. And I'm not just saying this because Ken Dorsey is a University of Miami Hurricane. I am not saying this. Josh Allen right now is a 70% completion quarterback. I think that's number one. Seven rush touchdowns. He's tied with Jalen Hurts, a running quarterback that they do the brotherly shove with. Fourth in passing yards, T1 in pass touchdowns. Stephon Diggs is number five in receiving yards and T2 in touchdowns. What is wrong with Ken Dorsey? Oh, that's right. Ken Dorsey, the one that, you know, uh, decided to turn the Chinese fire drill into a real uh, S show. Are you kidding me? If I'm on defense and I'm watching them kneel the ball and I'm calling timeout to stop it and they're going to keep doing it and rush their kicker, I'm not moving anybody on my field. And that kicker had one of the worst nights you can have in the NFL to be ran on the field with the clock running to kick it. You only do that in desperation. What they're looking for now is an escape goat in Buffalo so they can save Stephon Diggs from leaving and Josh can feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, somebody that's going to you know, do the plays I like. Because you remember they went to that last drive and they didn't let him throw the ball. They handed it off. They handed it off every play to get that lead in that game uh, the, the other night. Did not have Josh throw the ball one time. All five plays was a run, and he ran it in for the touchdown. So now I'm looking at it like, it, no, you told me your defense was banged up and you didn't have enough healthy bodies. That was the reason why you had lost these games. <laughs> it wasn't a headless horseman. But, but you got to face reality. The one thing Jared Goff has done is stop turning the football over. Jared Goff and Jared Josh Goff, you Allen. Flip, flip to Detroit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, it's just the quarterback situation. They were tied yeah. for the most turnovers, those two quarterbacks. One had gone to the Super Bowl and one had went to an AFC Championship game. Look at Jared Goff, how he's taking care of the ball and his team is taking off. Josh Allen is throwing the ball all over the place, 11 interceptions, two fumbles that are just nasty. He didn't even have that ball when he slammed it in the Cook's uh, leg the other night. How do, you, how do you try to hand that ball off and you know you don't even have it? He does some of the wildest things for the quarterback position for an elite player that I've ever seen in my life. And that's why I call him the headless horseman. He's just a gift that just keep on giving. And they're going to blame Ken Dorsey. Really? I'm going to squeeze. This is, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but I just want to squeeze it in. Tight comment on this. Come on. Uh, On the other side of that Broncos-Buffalo game is Russell Wilson. 18 TDs, four interceptions. He was the laughing stock of the NFL. What is he now? His coach, his defense, the whole place in Mile High was the laughing stock of the league right now. But the one thing we always knew, he's always been dangerous and Sean Payton could coach. Yeah. You saw All that right. ball he threw? Let that, me, that ball in that corner? My God, he yes. still throws the prettiest. Portland Sutherland. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Ah, ah. What do you have, four incompletions uh, the whole night? Four? He Five. 24-29. That, that is. All, all on this day, right, yeah. Russ? Russ? Russ can play this game when you, when, you, when you make him play this game. And Sean Payton is tightened down the screws and kicked out the trainer and the crazy people he had up in there. Now he's playing football. I like it. November, December is what they remember, baby. 
Uh, I want to move on to on. a topic we addressed last week, uh, but I, it's worth revisiting. Bill Belichick, uh, <laughs> they continue to lose. They score six points. Uh, they're frustrated with Mac Jones. Uh, they, they, they look like trash, and everyone's oh, saying that it's over with at the end of this season. What's the better <laughs> landing spot if you're Bill Belichick? Uh, is it the Washington Commanders? Or the Los Angeles Chargers, and I think everybody's gut reaction will be, you got Justin Herbert. It's got to be the Chargers. But my reaction is, you're in the same division as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I'd rather be in the NFC East. Better spot, Commanders or Chargers? The couch. But just strictly for, I want him to go home. He, he told he told us he didn't want to be coaching past 70. He's 70 years old right now, and he's closer to the most losses as a head coach than he is to the most victories as a head coach. Yeah, he's five away. Factual? Yeah, he's five away. He's five away for the most losses as a head coach in the National Football League. Dan Reeves has the record at 165. Come on, baby. You know I don't play this game when I when I'm with you. Come on. Well, hold, you hold, on, 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 on hold on. Five hold on. Five oh eight and one he, Hold on. Five oh eight, that's the winning percentage you're talking about? No, no, no. He ain't Most got 508 losses. No, no, no. He has 160 losses. The record is 165, gotcha. Dan Reeves. He's closer to the most losses in history than he is to the most wins in history. Hadley, fact check that and, and it is. text me as soon, Hadley, Hadley, as tell soon him, as tell possible. Him, tell, him go, tell him one more time, Hadley. Warren is where you get answered. Google is where you ask questions. That's all I'm telling you, brother. <laughs> I, I come on, I come here with, with ammunition ready to fire. So let's just do the football terminology for it for a second. Because Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. And the thing that he's known for is defense. So if he goes to the San Diego Chargers, he inherited the 32nd rated total defense, the 32nd rated pass defense, the 24th scoring. But so one thing they do have is a top 10 third down defense. I don't even know how the hell you 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 get all these 30 seconds and then all of a sudden you come up with a 33.9% on third down. And ain't nothing you in Washington. You still got my bro. Ain't nothing in Washington. You oh, got yeah, my with brain. The, with the losses, you so distracting me. You, you done, you done blown my mind. You done blown my yeah, mind. He's closer to uh, the more career losses than he is to uh, Don Shula's uh, 324. Because I, I measure out Bill Belichick winning about five games a year for the next five years. And I don't think he could take that. And that'll put him at 325. He'll still be three short. I don't think he could take five more years of getting beat down like this. Because it ain't. Mac Jones that's got him frustrated. It's the backup. Because the backup took him to six championships. And now he won't even put the backup in the game. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is so lovely to watch Belichick. I mean, situational football is thrown out the window in New England. They jump off sides on on defense on fourth and one. I mean, all the things that never happened to his team. Never happened to his team. It happens over and over every Sunday. It don't matter if it's 9.30 in the morning in Germany, 4.30 in Oakland. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is ah, – Bill, Bill, Bill wants out. I saw him last week in Germany. I said he want to go get him a big Oktoberfest and stay right there. He don't even want to go back to New England with the team. This is not – I mean, I, it, it's so un-Bill Belichick, so undisciplined, so – 
unsituational football. It is. I, I don't even know how he's he's showing up every week. And the press conference is great. We're gonna show up next week and keep fighting. Alrighty. <laughs> it's cute when you win it, but boy, when you get your ass kicked, we want some more asses than that, Bill. We gonna need some more asses than that, cuz. I mean, when you got Tom Brady, everything is nice and hunky dory. Now you got Mac Jones and you went and got Mac from Nick Saban because Nick told you this was the guy. Really? When the hell Nick Saban ever seen a quarterback? So hold on. I take it you're enjoying this. Do, do oh, you root against Bill no, no, Belichick? No, 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 no. It's just, you know what, for so many years, you know, the the the, the spy gate, the cheating, the the, the the snow with the players, you know, dig yourself out four in the morning, you gotta be here. You know, all the all the arrogant shit, drafting a rugby player with the with the third round pick, like he was gonna, you know, revolutionize draft picks again and everything. Tom Brady is the reason why you're Bill Belichick. Lawrence Taylor is the reason why you're Bill Belichick. Maybe the greatest football player on offense and maybe the greatest football player on defense to ever be in the National Football League. Bill, that's who you owe that to. All that Patriot way shit is out the window. Ask Bill O'Brien. Ask Romeo Cornell. Ask Josh McDaniels. Ask any of them. It's out the window. And you can't go recreate it somewhere else because no one cares about it. No one respects that but you and the old school football guys. It was a beautiful thing he had running, but it's gone. He's just like Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski. It's time to go to the couch. The game is over. Uh, Warren, there's a reason why I call you the best man talking about football in all of the media. And Thank you. you just proved it there. You just made Thank me look uh, very smart and prophetic. Thank uh, you. I mean, it doesn't so, make any sense that this man's time to go home. 70-year-old, you got, what, nine, ten championships he has? Yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna knock you down a pedal. Of, I'm gonna on. knock you off your pedestal here, though. With a, you know, by asking you this question, we'll end on this note. Uh, your Friday night plans? Are are, are you planning on going to uh, the last place bowl, uh, Colorado versus Washington State? In prime uh, time on Friday night, yeah. baby. Don't think, don't think I'm ever off the team, baby. That's my Florida boy from Fort Myers, Florida, baby. We love to fish and we love to have fun. Trust me, we're going to watch Friday night. My dog, it, would it be five wins for them? They won't be bowl eligible, but that's five times more wins than they had a year ago, and we just pouring concrete to where, like he said, you better get us now because reinforcements is on their way. Uh, Warren, you do know that if they lose, they'll they'll finish in last place in the Pac-12. Yeah, this is a team that had one this, win this, a year ago. It had no fans in the stands. It had nobody even thinking about them. There's recruits in America right now that are geared up and ready to go put the green and the black on, the black and gold on. Reinforcements is on their way, baby. Just know this. It's on its way. Well, uh, I will say this. I know where I will be at 9.30 Eastern uh, Friday. I'll be in front of my television yeah. uh, watching the Colorado-Washington yeah. State game. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I may be looking if for a different else, outcome than you, though. If there's nothing else, <laughs> there's a beautiful quarterback that plays some good football. I think he has, what, 35 games in a row with a touchdown pass? That boy plays some good football. Yes, he plays yes, good football. Yes, he does. Yes, he yes, does. Yes, he does. But yes, let's, he see. does. let's see if he's healthy enough for an NFL career. Uh, with Deion's all-past offense. 
Stop it. <laughs> in the NFL, they, they actually pay linemen to block. <laughs> <laughs> and they also keep a tight end in occasionally to help hey, the offensive linemen chip, block. It, it, chip, it chip rushes and all kind of stuff, yeah. There's some yeah, crazy yeah, coordinators yeah. out there. We got one in Miami at the University of Miami. There's one in Tampa that don't even cover his mouth when he calling plays. Trust me, there's some crazy stuff going on out here, baby. I'm going to keep a tab on it. You know, I'm going to do my milk check, and I'll see you next week, big dog. <laughs> Thank you, Warren. All right, that's it, and that's all for us today. Fantastic show. Steve Kim, Warren Sapp. Play some tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. Waiting for the countdown, coming off the breakdown, standing in line for freedom. Looking for a breakout, feeling like a standoff, nothing in line. Like freedom Came like a fighter Striking like a ladder Making all this moves for freedom I want freedom No negotiation, my sister No relation, we all just wanna have freedom Sitting on the corner Never been alone I'm breaking my back for freedom Bless, we are living, get back We are receiving, all receiving We all wanna be free we want freedom I just want, I wanna be I just 